Hi everybody, I'm Jim Ford. And I'm Edgar Rios. And this is the Lantern Cast. Episode 70. Now now it's funny, Ed- Edgar, because I had no idea what episode number we were on, and you, the guest of tonight, actually did know. <laughs> well, I was doing my search early, like I said, you know, I was, <laughs> was a little lost in the past. I'm, I've been a little forgetful so i was like wait 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 i need to know which one are we in (laughs) (laughs) yeah episode 70 that's uh we're getting up there (laughs) yeah that's that's awesome i i i'm very happy you guys are keeping this up and working and i listen to you guys often so a little forgetful lately because of my job and going back to school but i'm very happy to you know listen to you guys and yeah it's all good i love it awesome now, Edgar, <laughs> I finally got to meet you for the very first time at this year's New York Comic Con. Yeah, it was pretty funny, too, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was, actually. Yeah. This whole episode is going to be just like, you know, information and stories and stuff like that from the con. So uh, that's what everybody can expect for tonight. So, general question, Edgar. Like, what did you think of the con, you know, and we'll start off from there. Well, the con, it was, there was a lot of people. Um, It was pretty amazing when I just got there. I mean, seeing all these people dress up and seeing everybody so into this comic book industry is amazing for me. Um, I never thought it was going to be this huge. I I haven't been in San Diego, which I've been told is the biggest one. Yeah. So I was told this is the second biggest convention. So I was like, okay, I was in C2E2. It was pretty decent, you know. Uh, but this was like way bigger than I expected. So as soon as I saw the, the posters, the banners, New York was like all uh, promoting the whole convention. It was like, whoa. I mean, these people take this seriously. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I was telling my friend, I was like, man, you have no idea. There's banners in the streets and everything. This is crazy. So... It was pretty good impression. Um, walking in on Friday was a little bit like crazy, like, okay, where you go in? And um, as I'm sure this is going to come up, I bought the VIP pass to meet the man, Stan Lee. So I was actually, where should I go? <laughs> Who I need to ask? <laughs> There's too many people here. <laughs> so the directions were pretty bad that day on Friday. In fact, I made the big line with everybody. And uh, and uh, the funny thing was that in that line, while we were waiting for probably an hour, I want to say 30 minutes, something like that, uh, Stanley came down and walked all around the line to say hello to people. I thought that was just way amazing. I was like, dude, seriously? <laughs> Stanley came down. I was telling my friend, I was like, this is amazing. <laughs> so, that is amazing. Yeah, that was uh, unexpected. So... And, uh, of course, at the end of the line, somebody came to me and he's like, dude, you have the VIP pass. I'm like, uh-huh. There's a line for VIP. And now you're telling me? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, so I mean, the expectation was very nice. The beginning was huge for me. It was just way too many people, crazy. Um, Friday was very good because there was not, it was not as crowded. Um, but Saturday and Sunday, oh my God! Yeah, 
Way too many people. Way too many people. Well, sa- Saturday had had sold out like. I guess a couple of days before the con. I think it might have been Thursday or Friday that Saturday was sold out. Yeah. And, like, by Friday night, I think Sunday was sold out, too. Well, see, that's why we we didn't hear that. We heard that actually Sunday they had opened. And uh, Saturday there was a huge line. And they say that they were sold out. We heard that. But they, I heard that Sunday was still open. Mm-hmm. Because of the, it was a kid day. You know, you can bring your kids and all that. So right. it was way overcrowded, way, 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 way overcrowded. <laughs> so, but it was good. I mean, I, over all the expectations, I had a good time. Um, would I come back? I really, I really want to know who are what artist is going to be on the on the artist alley. I mean, I have to be really certain that okay this is what i want to do this is who i want to see because of the people it's just it's way crazy yeah well we should we should probably like let everybody know that you're not really local to new york oh yeah that was another thing <laughs> so you you kind of had to you had to trek in did you you flew in yeah i flew uh uh actually i was there thursday night i flew thursday and then i left on monday because i want to be on on the whole experience of the con i didn't want to left sunday yeah so yeah i mean i flew in on uh to new york i actually got the privilege to stay um by radio city hall i loved it it was amazing friday i didn't get to enjoy friday night on the con because my friend bought tickets and we went to see uh american idiot the show the musical yeah and that was just i blew my mind and we have great food in new york i love it that you can go drinking, and there's like any kind of diner you can go in and eat at two in the morning, three in the morning. You know, Cincinnati here we don't have that privilege. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> what time does everything like close up in Cincinnati? Uh, Restaurant-wise, um, usually food. Uh, if if there's like a restaurant serving food late, mostly it's at ten o'clock. Wow. Yeah. So if you want to eat, you better eat early. So, <laughs> so other than that it's like you know good luck fast food maybe be open you know and one corner of the town and the other one it's in north and it's crazy yeah it's crazy here i mean i've been here for nine years i'm from puerto rico for those who don't know you can hear the accent <laughs> <laughs> so um and uh new york was like whoa it was really fun i had a good time was this your first time in New York? Second time. Okay, so now, you know, getting into more specifics, uh, you said Artist Alley was something that would depend on you coming back or not. Like, what what were you successfully able to get out of Artist Alley this, this time around? Um, well, I was happy to meet Umberto Ramos. I'm a big fan of him. Um, I've, been, I've been a fan of Umberto Ramos for a long time. And... Um, and he, I went on him. I went to him on Saturday, and I asked him uh, for a sketch. And uh, the the really down was like, I'm busy. I have everybody everybody sketch uh, order a sketch already, and I could not order anything. But he asked me. He's like, if you come in Sunday, uh, I'll be able to take your order. So I went to him on Sunday morning, and. Um, I was like number four in line. I went there like at 10 o'clock. You know, I was one of the first ones. 
and it was insane the people who went in line and uh when he took when he came to me to actually ask him for a sketch i want him to do it uh green hour and green lantern because i'm a big fan of both of them um and he was like dude i don't have too much time just pick one and i was like oh really and i had to choose green hour because i've been a big fan of green hour for longer than green green lantern so i got that and i was happy to get it um i got todd knock i show you the artwork on on friday he draw green iron green lantern which i thought he was awesome who was that todd knock oh right right yeah he draw me a sketch of green iron green lantern um i got ivan rays on the last day i didn't get i didn't get a sketch from him but he was selling posters of uh blackest night number one that uh that uh, two-page splash with all all the heroes that die. He did a poster in color, and he only did, um, what it was, it, 50, 50 of those. Oh, wow. So, and that was, like, sweet. And he signed it. And I got, I, I got his uh, sketchbook, too. Um, that was, like, an, an extra piece that I got that I was like, okay, you know what? I should have got two. <laughs> oh, wait. Was that, was that the splash page where it was... Green Lantern showing the Flash, all the characters that had died? Yeah, he did a poster, all of them colored. Oh. So, I mean, all the heroes were colored, not in green, like in the comic. Right. No, they were all colored. And uh, someone told me on Sunday, they were like, dude, have you got uh, Ivan Reyes? And I was like, no, I didn't know he was in the art- artist alley. And, um, and they're like, yeah, dude, you need to go to him. <laughs> I was like, oh, really? Okay, where is he? <laughs> I mean, it's it's just so much to do. Yeah. So little the time um, that when you get to hear something, you're like, oh, and you get there and you're so late. Yeah, yeah. So um, I, it was nice to hit um, Greg Horn. I got him posters from UNC2E2. Yes, and actually, Dan... Dan finally got his uh, during this New York Comic Con. Yeah, I know. He sent me a message on Facebook, which was pretty funny. I was like, really? Just now got it? <laughs> <laughs> that's that's basically the speed at which we move with this kind of thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was kind of funny. But um, as soon as I saw Greg, he, he kind of recognized me for a second. He was like, I kind of know you from somewhere. I was like, C2E2. And he's like, oh, yeah. And um, That's cool. Yeah, so um, I didn't bother him because I was actually, the whole week, he was so busy. He has so many people around him that it was not until Sunday I bought two two artworks, um, and he signed it on everything, and he was happy, and he was like, dude, thanks for coming and all that kind of stuff, and I told him, I said, you need to come to Cincinnati. <laughs> <laughs> so um, so he said he might, do, he might try to come over for WizardCon uh, next year. That's cool. I got all the artists that I, I mostly like that were there. And I was happy to get either signatures. I only got four sketches. I really wish Humberto Ramos did a Green Lantern. Actually, he did one. He colored and everything for someone. And um, I asked him if he was selling that artwork, but that was for someone already. So he was like, no, sorry. you know. And I was like, damn it. Yeah. Uh, other than that, I mean, I just... I really would like to see more artists that that I like to go back to actually do what a lot of people do now that they just go Friday. That's the first thing they hit. I didn't know you do that. Oh, yeah. I mean, 
I mean, that's literally, I think you did that on Friday. You told me. Yeah. You, I just went to your artist and that's the first thing you do. Yeah. I I didn't, this is my second biggest con and I was just like, okay, I just want to, I just want to like go around and look and, you know, and see the schedule and yeah. I was uh, not as prepared as you, but you live and learn. So, <laughs> so I, I will go with an, a different take on it this time next time yeah from from what i've i've gathered if you want to get a sketch from somebody like you know a fairly big name uh then that has to be like your absolute first stop and you have to get there early you know i think i i got to the con like maybe an hour hour and a half early if you know before the, the thing even opened and you know like as soon as they were letting people in i like bolted for artist alley and by the time i got there like Adam Hughes, he's at the top of my list. So, yeah. you know, like, I made my way to his table as soon as I could. And by the time I got there, the line to get on his list was, like, it was already, like, too long. So, I mean, like, I don't even know. The only way that, that I could possibly imagine it is if somebody had the VIP pass, you know, and they're getting in before everybody else, and they just make a, you know, beeline to... Adam Hughes, like that may be something that I have to do in the future. I hate to say it. Um, I have bought two VIPs already and I get to the point, I'm getting to the point where I really want to write a nasty email to uh, the organizers um, just because um, you buy this expensive ticket expecting being a VIP and they give you real good privilege and the privilege that they give you to go into the show it's only 10 minutes before the show starts. Um, to me, that's a joke, I, I, in my opinion. Um, because 10 minutes for what? You know, it's just not enough. 10 minutes to run to Adam Hughes' line before everybody else. Yeah, I mean, that's that's, that's basically, basically what I did on, on Sunday to go to Humberto Ramos. Yeah. I mean, that's... I. They open 10 minutes and they say, go in. And I just run to Umberto. So I'm like, okay, I'm not going to get anybody else but him, you know? Mm -hmm. And uh, and I just think it's a joke. I mean, I mean they they save, if you want to, the VIP it includes, like, they save if you, let's say you bought toys and collection, collection of statues and anything huge that you don't want to carry with you, they have a room where you can put all that fine cool you know really nice but other than that it's not really that worth it that buying a vip unless like you you want to adam hughes a, a sketch then just get it and you know if you're gonna be there for the weekend yeah yeah so i don't know i'm learning that a weekend pass is probably cheaper and nicer than, <laughs> than vip yeah the you know your vip pass you didn't even have just regular VIP pass. You had like one of the, shall we say, Excelsior VIP <laughs> passes. Yep. <laughs> I got the Excelsior pass. <laughs> so, you know, to meet Stan Lee, that's, that's pretty, pretty big. Why don't you tell us your, your Stan Lee experience? <laughs> wow. <laughs> Listeners, are you ready? <laughs> um, well, my Stanley experience. So, so Friday I got there and I see people with the pass and I'm asking, so you're going to meet a Stanley? And they're like, oh yeah, da, da, da. 
and I'm actually wondering how the experience is going to be. I got an email a week before saying that they only limit him to only sign uh, two items. And to get an, uh, an email by the organizers saying that they only limit, it's kind of bad. Um, you're paying $400. That was the total price for a ticket to meet Stanley. It was not just 150 It was not 200 It was 400 <laughs> You know, that's, that's almost a paycheck, half of your paycheck right there um, for those who doesn't make too much money. So I did pay the $400, and I went to see him. So I got this email, and I got really disappointed. So I'm asking the people, do you brought a lot? And they're like, no, we didn't brought uh, a whole lot of comics because of the email. So I'm like, well, I brought all my books, <laughs> just in case. Um, so it comes to Saturday. I didn't see anybody from Friday. And uh, so at 2 o'clock, 2.30, we make our way to meet a Stanley. And um, I think I'm, I saw you before that. I think I saw you right before that, if I'm not wrong. It, yeah, yeah, you're right. Um, I think you, yeah. had, you had just eaten lunch. I was going to a panel, and yeah, you were. that's where you, you must have been off to. Yeah, because I miss all the panels. I only saw one panel the whole weekend, right. um, which was kind of disappointing. But um, So I go up, I start getting ready, and I get in a line, and I met a guy who spent... $700 on the first X-Men comic. That to me was like, you are devoted. <laughs> I spent $400 and you spent, what, almost a thousand? More than a thousand dollars in just this? That's devotion. Um, Did Stan Lee create the X-Men? Yeah. Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah, Stan Lee created X-Men, uh, Captain America, Spider-Man, um, Daredevil, um, who I'm forgetting, Hulk and Thor. So I got all the Masterpiece comics of those. Actually, I got them there without a signature, but that's okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I bought all those because, yeah, he was the creator of them, so I actually got it. Right. Um, I went with a couple of comics, of course, to please some of my friends, uh, which I'm sure they disappointed. But... Um, it's me first, you know. I spent this money to meet yeah, him. Yeah, definitely, definitely. So, um, so I'm in the in the and we're we're sitting in probably four or five tables. They divide us in groups, and they say, "Well, you know, it's going to start from this line to this line, and you guys, um, and you just going to try to go in organized way to talk to him." Um, it was only an hour. They give us only an hour to meet him, and. Uh, his manager or his handler or the guy who, sorry for say this, but the guy who is an ass towards people, to everybody else, uh, he came to us early and that kind of warned us, he's, Stanley's not feeling good, guys, there is no pictures, there's only the signatures and it's only two items and if you don't like it, you can just go. And he was in a bad mood, in a bad attitude, which I thought, you know, we pay for $100, not for you treat us like kids. Yeah, really? Yeah. The, it, it started in a bad way. So I was just like, I'm going with my comics. <laughs> I don't care. If they say no, well, then they say no. Um, so they say there is no pictures because Stanley was not feeling good. Um, that was a, a letdown because one of the 
one of the things on the list when you purchase the Stanley package experience was a picture with Stanley. Yeah. It was in the package. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't, I don't think that that's too much to ask a picture. You know, he's not going to die for a picture. But, <laughs> you're you know. going to take a piece of his soul. Yeah, right? <laughs> so, um, so I was kind of already disappointed. You know, they were saying all this stuff. And so when the first couple tables, they start going, um, there's cameras going on. And I see flashes and I see people getting pictures. I'm like, cool, you know, the, the guy's letting us take a picture with him. And uh, so cool. Then I hear a second, oh, he signed four items for me. This is so cool. And I'm like, oh, even better. Okay. This is, this is really working. <laughs> so I'm really excited, really happy, and you know my turn comes along, and my table gets up, and we go in, and I have four items in my hand. I say, you know what, I'm not gonna explode it more. I'm just gonna take four items, the favorite ones that I really want him to sign for me. Right. And as soon as I get there, well, the handler says to me, he's like, "You only can two," and I'm like, "Dude, come on, you know, I, it, this is one thing I prefer on." I told you two items. And at this point, he's yelling at me. He's like angry at me that I'm having four. And <laughs> I'm like, okay. And I two big size comics that I bought in a, here in a, in a Cincinnati Expo comic book uh, convention that we had recently. So I got those two items and he signed it. And when I went to, uh, when I give it to the, to Stanley, he signed it. He's like, thank you. And then he's like, can I get a picture with you? And as soon as I said that, the handler came to to me and said, keep going. So I was like, okay. That's, yeah, that's that's really crummy. Yeah. <laughs> so so I already walked to my table and uh and everybody on my table was really excited, like, oh my god, I got a I got a I got me to Stanley and da 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 da. And here I am, like, seriously? <laughs> this is an experience? <laughs> Not so much. <laughs> so, um, so at this point, I'm quite disappointed. And, uh, and I grab my stuff, and I go to uh, his booth, the POW uh, booth. And I talk to them, and I was like, okay, I really want to, like, yell and scream and be mad. But I wanted to get this to get fixed. So I talked to someone, and they were like, well, the max you can do is just talk to this person, and they say a name, and they send me back to where Stanley was. Um, as I go back to deal with all this uh, bad situation, uh, there was a volunteer there that he said to me, well, Stanley's not taking any more people, you know, uh, we're done with the event. I'm like, at this point, I don't care about Stanley. <laughs> I want to talk to this person. And he's like, oh, okay. So I went back to one of the guys with the Richards, which he was the staff member people, the wonderful staff people of New York Comic Con. <laughs> 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 and uh, so at this point, I'm of course, I'm a little angry. And uh, so these two guys, they're sitting and I told the guys, well, you know, I have this situation going on. I want to talk to this person. And they're like, the Stanley event is over. I'm like, can I talk to the person in charge of all this? And they didn't understand. And one of the guys get up and confront me. And I kind of raised my voice because I was not feeling happy at this point. <laughs> um, I talked to the guy. The guy yelled at me. He said, I will never be on a con again. He cussed me out. 
he called the security <laughs> um and well at this point the guy the volunteer come to me and he's like dude you know hey just let's get movi- moving and let's just fix this up so i'm like okay you know i'm i've been good and i get i turn around and go downstairs and no, even two seconds walking on the floor, I got five cops surrounding me. <laughs> Not only that, but I have people dancing with Japanese music behind me. <laughs> so what more pleasant than having people dancing <laughs> behind you <laughs> and five cops <laughs> surrounding you. So <laughs> at this point, I'm kind of like, okay, this is fun. <laughs> um, the supervisor came to me and talked to me and said, I need to walk out. And I was like, I'm not walking out. I am. I want to talk to a, someone who is responsible for the event of Stanley. You get me to talk to someone who is responsible with the event, and I'm more than happy to walk out. I don't care about the rest. Just get me to the person who is in charge. So he went us upstairs, talked to the guy who was yelling and cussing at me, and he came back downstairs to me and talked, and he sent me to the person who is in charge. Um, I talked to the person, and uh, he told me that he was sorry, that uh, that was on call for it, and that they were going to give me my money back, the $400. So I sent an email last week, and... I was supposed to get in my response sometime soon to get in my $400 back. <laughs> so, I mean, while I talked to the guy, I, I expressed to him, you know, I come here from Cincinnati. I pay for a hotel. I need to pay for a plane ticket. I need to, you know, pay for this. And I got attitudes from people. We got an attitude on Friday from some girl who didn't know anything. I mean, she was yelling and screaming, saying that you have to go down. Go down for what? You know, say you're going to, oh, to go in in the convention or to go in, say that. Because she was saying you just have to go down. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, what day, what day was that? Friday night. Friday, the beginning. On on Sunday, it was like the same thing. Like, I, I, I don't know. I went in and, like, I was just, like, you know, walking around. And I wanted to go to, like, the uh, the store section that they have over there. Yeah. And this one's like, you know, you have to go downstairs. I'm like, I'm not going downstairs. I don't have to go downstairs. Like, yeah. it's like, you, you could be just be like waiting for somebody upstairs. She'll tell you to just go downstairs. Like, but I'm waiting. I, go downstairs. Like, you know, that's that's just obstinate. Yeah. And I told the guy, I said, that's, that's on call for it. I feel like I'm in high school here. You know, I was in high school 10 years ago. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not in high school anymore. I don't come here to be treated like high school. I mean, that just makes me feel like I don't want to come back, to be honest with you. And um, and the whole event experience, I told him, I say, why did I have to go through through these hoops and with people and confrontations and being cussed at when all I want is just to talk to someone like you who's in charge of all this? I It's pretty simple, you know? Yeah. Not, not rocket science. So... Um, so, yeah, so I was just, I, for that side, I'm a little disappointed. But in the good side, um, oh, and the other thing, I went to Gym Lee um, on Sunday. Right. And when I was in the line, I was so happy. I got all my all-star Batman and Robin comics. I got the 10 comics that have been out so far, and I got another few ones. And I'm really happy. I'm like, I'm meeting Jim Lee. <laughs> Yay. <Yeah. you> know? <laughs> I'm like, this is freaking great. And, um. 
and I was just really happy, really excited. And when I'm getting close to it, all of a sudden they're like, he's only limit five signatures. Guys, five signatures. I was like, you kidding me, right? <laughs> I mean, I have a Stanley experience and now you're limiting me to, <laughs> to this. It's like, what's going on? <laughs> but thank God I got people in front of me and behind me and they were like, we get your comics and don't worry, we got to sign. And thank God, you know, people, that's something that I, I was really happy is the people that you meet in the con, they're, they're very friendly. They're there to have a good time. They're there. They talk to you. I mean, it's such a good experience in that way. I really enjoy that. I mean, New York was really cool about that. I mean, I met people that, you know, I met there and that's it. I will never see them again, but it was fun to interact to all of them. And that was pretty cool. And I got all my signature from uh, from Jim Lee. So I was happy, but it kind of upsets when you're like, you're limit only five. <laughs> so um, would I come back? I'm not sure yet. <laughs> Let's just put the question mark. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, that's <laughs> that's very fair in after your uh, your experience. Yeah, but um, overall, I mean, I had a good time. I mean, meeting meeting people, actually get to see you. Um, it was pretty fun because I was like, the first thing it was like, okay, so where is the table? This <laughs> <laughs> is the lantern cast table. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, absolutely not. <laughs> I know, I know. I mean, one of the things I was telling my friends here is like, I'm there and one of the first things I'm going to do is just go to the Lantern Castello. I want to meet these people. I want to talk to them. I want to like, you know, <laughs> you know? and uh, and it was kind of like, I was like looking around the artist alley and uh, and I was like, okay, I don't see them. Maybe, well, maybe they're not here yet. <laughs> <laughs> so it was not until I talked to you, I was like, oh, now that explains it all. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. We well, you know, I, I told you at the uh, the convention. I think like when it comes to like uh, Super Show, you yeah. know, like that's that's a great convention to have a table at because you know you know everybody's coming around. Um, you know, you can get up, you can walk around every once in a while, uh, and it's nice to have a place to come back and sit. <laughs> sure. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, like, New York Comic Con, is it's too big. And between me and Dan, like, Dan even only goes for Saturday. And, uh, and even though I go all three days, well, now I go all three days, it's, you know, there's so much to see that after three days, like, there was still stuff that I missed. You know, you were not the only one, my friend. Yeah. I mean, I uh, one of the things I I did a list at the end on Saturday of like the things I want to the people I want to get to. And uh, I get to John Romita. I got to John Romita senior and junior. Um, but I could not get Estrosinski. So, I mean, to me, it's like there's so much to do. Yeah. Then my, my friends are like, oh, so there was so-and-so on the show. Do you got to see them? It's like, no. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Absolutely. I mean, there is no time. <laughs> yeah. I mean, by the time you make a line and you get to someone, and then by the time you go to someone else, it was like, no, I, I no. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's like, ah, oh, I can't. And uh, Saturday, uh, I, I felt bad because I don't know if it was Saturday I talked to you or Friday. But there was a showing of 
um, Green Lantern animated series. Yes, that was Saturday. That was Saturday. And John Justice. They're making the John Justice animated series. Yes. And I, I was a big fan when Todd Knock was drawing it. And uh, actually, Umberto Ramos it started with uh, Mike McCon, or I think that's his last name. Um, they did the John Justice War Without Grown Ups. Um, I was really into the John Justice. And to for them to make an animated series, I was like, yay. But I didn't get to the panels. I missed the DC Universe Online panel. I oh, some... I missed that too. Yeah. You, did you get to play the game? No, but if you went to the uh, the panel, they were giving out like uh, codes so you could be a beta tester. Really? I didn't hear that. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> now I hate myself more. <laughs> <laughs> no, I got to play the game. I think it was on Saturday, and they gave me a lanyard. And uh, they gave me an invitation. Actually, I was one of the last people who got an invitation because I let like five kids that they were cutting in line and they're like, oh, we want to play. We want to play. <laughs> and I felt bad. And I was like, sure, go ahead. You know, you're, you're what, 13, 12. <laughs> so yeah. it was like I was trying to be nice. And the lady who was giving the invitations, she had like two in her hand. And uh and she didn't give the kid who played before me. And she's like, I'm not going to give this to him. I'm going to give it to you because you've been waiting for 20 minutes here looking at this kid's play. So I was like, yay. But after the experience with Stanley, it was like, uh... <laughs> <laughs> I lost everything. I was like, I, I didn't know what was going on, to be honest. So, right. But um, um, Sunday, do you heard about the toys? Or you didn't? Which which ones? Oh, so you didn't. I might have. Well, um, how many White Lanterns do you have? Like, wait, what do you mean White Lanterns? Uh, the Hal Jordan versions, White Lanterns that were selling? Oh, I got a couple. Why? Sunday, you, you have the privilege to buy up to eight figures if you want to. Eight or six, something like that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, I, I, got, <laughs> I got plenty. Because <laughs> I got myself too. I got four on the first time, and then I got, I think, another four. So, yeah, I got like eight figures in total because I was like, oh my God, you know? The last day I was by myself, and uh, my friend left to come to Cincinnati. And uh, so I was by myself, and when I was in line, I say, how many figures can you buy? And they're like, I think it's eight figures or like six figures. And I was like, really? And I went, I went nuts, and I was like, yeah, give me four. <laughs> yeah. So um, they were giving them away with no bracelet, no nothing. You just go in line, and they were giving it to you. Yeah. I was like, oh, that's awesome. You know, I think one of the one of the things with that was, uh, A, they did not publicize it anywhere near enough. You know, like, they only started letting people know about that, like, a day or two before the convention. Oh, really? Yeah, and then in addition to that, they made twice as many White Lantern Howls than they made, like, uh, Black Lanterns uh, Howls or uh, White Lantern Sinestros. Hmm. So, you know, like, when, when you went to uh, C2E2, they had, like, 1,500 available there for that convention. Yeah, they didn't have many. <laughs> like, this time they rolled out, like, twice as many and then didn't tell anybody about it. So, so yeah, like, you know, by by Saturday, if you wanted a figure... Like, you know, you just go downstairs to, to get the uh, the bracelet and, like, 
they were just handing bracelets. There was no line to get a bracelet. So it was nice. I was able to get a figure for everybody that, uh, you know, had, had asked me one for one. Um, you know, I was able to help out. And and even now, I think, uh, I don't know if they're still available, but they were on, available on uh, on the Graffiti Designs website. Well, they're selling it cheap, too, which I'm. that's what I'm holding. Um, I have a couple for friends of mine, and uh, and I have another ones that I want to wait until the movie comes out so I can sell it. <laughs> 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 I know. I, I can't help it, but... Um, Good luck. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> so, uh, but I went to eBay, and they were, like, really cheap. Like, the first couple days when I went to eBay, um, when I was in New York, they already, they were trying to sell the figures for $100. I mean, one figure, which I was like, are you crazy? Yeah, are really. You, you know? But, I mean, if you waited a week after, which I did, and went back to eBay just to check them out, um, they were $20, $30. They were more reasonable. Yeah. Now, the figure that I cannot find for nothing, which I wanted, is the Blue Lantern Hal Jordan. Oh, yeah. I mean, you cannot find that anywhere. No, no, th those those figures are those are so impossible to find. Like I, you know, I, I, this came up on the on our Facebook page. What you're looking at is the you know Black Lantern, Hal Jordan, Black Lan uh, White Lantern, Sinestro. Those were available at Chicago. They were available at San Diego, and I think they were available at uh, one other one other convention. Um, and they made like 1,500 of each figure for each convention. So you wind up with like a whole lot of figures. Um, and this, this you have the 3,000 of the, you know, White Lantern, Hal Jordan. For when, you know, when all those other figures came out, you know, that first year, they made like either, I want to say 3,000 or 5,000 Green Lantern, Hal Jordans. And then, like, I don't know, 1,000 or 1,500 of all the other colors. So, like, there is, like, tremendously less of all those other, you know, the, the different colored versions. Yeah, I mean, that was that was one of the things I was just, like, I've, I've been looking and searching and searching. I cannot find it. And it's so, like, you know, one of those things that I really want in my collection. Because I like the Blue Lantern. I, I like what they're what their story so far is about. I know they haven't exploded a lot. And in fact, Saturday, I was with my Blue Lantern shirt, The Hope, and I went to Jeff John's uh, signing on DC. And as soon as I was in line and he saw me, he's like, nice shirt. And I was like, it's my favorite. <laughs> uh -huh. I, can, I can wait until you keep working on it. <laughs> and all he had to say was, uh, it's coming. Don't worry. You're going to see more of the Blue Lanterns. And I was like, ah. That's all I need to know, my friend. Thanks, and, you know, keep the great job, because I love it. So, um, actually, Saturday, was that the line that I saw you to? No, that um, was uh, Friday. Friday, I saw you for Jeff Jones. Yeah, yeah for, so it was Friday. Um, it, I was very happy to get all of them for the Blackest Night comic, which, you know, you got Ivan Reyes, you got him, and uh, Albert, um, what was his name? I cannot remember now. Uh, I think Joe Prado was over there. Joe Prado. So, yeah, you got the three of them signing, and that was really sweet. I mean, I was like, yeah, those comics are for me. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not giving those to any of my friends. <laughs> so um, 
that was re- that was really sweet. And uh, other than that, I mean, it was it was just so much to do. It's like you say, probably in a small convention, it'd be better um, to get to talk and make tables and all that. And yeah, but it was fun. Yes. Very- so, absolutely. Well, Edgar. Yes. Like the convention was fun, and our conversation this evening has been fun. And now I have to cut out. No problem, my friend. Okay, so Edgar, it, like, like I said, it was it was great meeting you. Uh, it was really cool, especially meeting you on the line for Jeff Johns. <laughs> of course. <laughs> what other line you respect that? <laughs> yeah, that was perfect. Yeah, it was more funny because my friend was like, who's that? <laughs> and he's like, well, this guy, I've been talking to him for some time. <laughs> and uh, it was just nice because I even, when I was even passing by, I was like, wait, I know that face. <laughs> Jim. <laughs> and I was looking for, I was looking for somebody in a Blue Hope shirt, but I thought it was like, you know, the one of the first Blue Hope shirts where the shirt is blue. Oh, okay. So, I'm like, look, and I'm like, I don't see him anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, it was kind of funny because after I we went in line, my friend's like, so who's this person? And he's like, okay, so I explained it to him. I mean, the whole lantern cast and everything. And he was like, oh. <laughs> so, so, it was all like, it, it was just funny how, how, we, we, how we contact each other. So, it was very cool. It, I'm, I'm happy. I mean, everything was, like, great. So, okay, my friend, thank you so much. Thank for, you for uh, coming on. Oh, no problem. Anytime, anytime you want to talk about the Green Lantern, Green Arrow, and the Flash. Those, uh, I believe that that's, that should be the next trio for DC, that they should really work on it a little more. I'm sure it's coming. Yeah, I'm sure it's too. So, <laughs> thank you so much. Have fun with the next conversations, and I will talk to you soon, hopefully. Awesome. I'll uh, I'll talk to you later, man. Okay, you have a good night. Take care. time i am joined by zach bender how's it going zach doing good jim how are you i am doing good as well (laughs) okay so you were at the new york comic-con also yep sure was now before we go into that zach bender um who are you who am i it's a very philosophical question (laughs) all right um well let's see um if uh, you're on the uh, LanternCast forums, I have posted there in the past under uh, Deep Blue Z, although uh, it's been quite some time uh, since I've been on, on the board, so I'll try and get back sometime. Uh, let's see, I live in uh, Bayonne, New Jersey, used to live in Seattle, and uh, work for the U.S. Coast Guard. Awesome. Mm-hmm. And you met Dan at a Wild Pig? Yes, yeah, the uh, Wild Pig Con back in September. Uh, it was really funny because I heard him first. <laughs> so I was like, that's totally, that's totally Dan Kurtzke. So I walked up and was like, hey, are you Dan Kurtzke? 
He's like, yes. <laughs> and uh, talked to him and his friend uh, Jacob, I think. And um, so, yeah, let's talk about the podcast, and it was pretty cool. Saw the uh, Comic Geek Speak guys as well. It was, uh, it was a good time. Awesome. Now, um, New York Comic Con. Um, your thoughts overall on the convention? What did what, you think? Uh, I had a great time. Um, it was my first really big con. Um, I'd been to a lot of real, stuff like Wild Pig, like really small stuff like, uh, you know, Holiday Inn ballrooms or like, fi- you know, fire halls back in Pennsylvania where I grew up, that kind of thing. So, like, I had friends that had been to San Diego and heard about how crazy it was. So, New York was my first big one, and it uh, did not disappoint. Um, uh, I stood in a lot of lines yeah. and waited around for a long time, but I uh, hit up the Artist Alley, got to pick up some cool uh, art, you know, meet artists and that, uh, you know, who, who, you know, I know by seeing their work in books or whatever, we're actually going to talk to them. I thought that was really cool. Um, sitting in on the panels, it was a lot of fun. And uh, she's going to see some stuff. I, I had a great time. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Now, I definitely want to talk to you about the, you know, your Artist Alley experience. Sure. But before we go into that, the you actually were able to make it to a panel. Yep. The, what is it, Emerald something or others? Emerald Empire. That's it. Yeah, it's like the main Green Lantern, like, sort of catch-all. Like, mostly focused on the comics, um, but touching on some of the other stuff as well. Cool. Now, yeah, by, by the time that Saturday rolled around at this time, I was completely burnt out, and uh, <laughs> I, I just totally bailed on the convention. But, sure. I, you know, the the information is filtered through, you know, to uh, the internet. And, mm-hmm. like, before we go over, like, you know, point by point, I'd like to ask you, like, the things that stuck out in your memory the most, because... Like if it if it stuck out to you the most, and that's probably you know one of the the bigger announcements anyway. Sure. Um, let's see. Well, I'm sure I'm sure we'll talk about it, but from the panel itself, by far the uh, big standout. Uh, I'm sure people probably heard about it online or saw pictures. Was that uh, Larflees was in attendance at the con? Yes. Um, there was a guy that he had a full on full. Full on Orange Lantern Larfleeze costume, uh, complete with Santa hat. <laughs> uh, yeah, if you haven't seen pictures online, you gotta look it up. It's great. He basically used like a looked like a, like a baboon or a mandrel mask and like stuck on some tusks, and the whole rest of it was like homemade. Um, had like you know gloves with really weird long fingers and stuck an Orange Lantern ring on there. And um, when we go into the panel, we can kind of talk about it some more, but. Uh, he uh, eventually actually got in line, and Larflee's got to ask Jeff Johns a question, <laughs> which was pretty ridiculous. But <laughs> he really stole the show. Uh, let's see things that really stuck out there. Um, they were definitely trying to not talk a whole lot about future plot points. Um, so the focus of the panel was the comics, but it was really just sort of um, uh, teasing things out, kind of like just sort of set up things to really make a couple like references to like what's coming down the line, right? Uh, the biggest thing that I hadn't really heard a whole lot about um, that's really stuck out to me was that uh, Jeff Johns mentioned that they are indeed doing what he calls uh, Secret Origin 2, which is going to cover the fall of Sinestro. Right. Which uh, I'm pretty psyched for that because we've seen all these great flashbacks on the, through the series so far, kind of covering the period between 
Secret Origin and what is now like the present. And you, we've seen like a couple panels here and there. And like, um, have you ever read the original, like, uh, what was it? Um, Emerald Dawn 2? Yes. Yeah. See, I haven't. So I actually don't know. Really? Yeah. Like, you know, I've read like synopsis online. I mean to try and look it up. Like, do you know, is it available in trade anywhere? Uh, to the best of my knowledge, no. No, that one's not available in trade. Interesting. So, yeah, I guess I have to look at the single issues. But, you know, I've read, like, the the summaries of it. So I've been really curious, you know, since you take Emerald Dawn and you compare it to Secret Origin for, like, versions of Hal's origin story. Right. They are very different. So I've always kind of wondered, okay, so if Emerald Dawn 2 is the fall of Sinestro, what is, like, the current version of it? And it looks like we're going to get that. So I'm very, very curious to see how that turns out. Yeah, but... I can almost guarantee that they're not going to have the Fist of Justice robots like they had in uh, Emerald Dawn 2. Mm. You have no idea what that is. No, no. I was really trying to... <laughs> yeah. I, I sound intrigued, though. You had me at Fist of Justice. <laughs> Basically, it's a bunch of giant cyborg. Well, not even cyborgs. They're just like pure robots. And they all have the Guy Gardner costume. Oh, yeah, no, okay, no, I have seen those. Yeah, they were like the original Honor Guard kind of thing, right? Not not even. They were the oh. the fist of, well, might have been like the fist of the Guardians or something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, I think that was it. Yeah, the fist of the Guardians. I, I, you know, I have, I think I have read about them online. It sounded pretty ridiculous. Yeah, they only showed up in, uh, you know, Emerald Dawn 2. And, like, supposedly that's where Guy Gardner got his... Uh, inspiration for his costume interesting yes. huh completely ridiculous and something like that will absolutely not make it into secret or you know secret origins of sinestro i don't know i mean we we all know that jeff johns loves his dc history and plucking out those obscure characters <laughs> yeah. i'm willing to bet money that he'll cut that part out <laughs> we'll we'll see. I mean, he also took a joke character that Shane Davis created and made him into like a breakaway hit character <laughs> in Death Star. So, uh, I I I would be very reluctant to make any bets as to what Jeff Johns won't do. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah. Okay. So, uh and anything else like big before we, you know, get into like the, you know, specifics. Well, uh I think it might have been announced elsewhere, but um First uh, Green Lantern movie trailer is going to be uh, in front of Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows Part 1, which uh, my notes here say that's November 19th, so <laughs> less less than a month away from our first movie trailer, which that's pretty awesome. Oh, uh, yes. That's going to be cool. Okay. So some of these, the other, like, um, you know, plot points that they brought up, and we'll discuss them point by point. Sure. Um Apparently, uh, and, and this is basically, I didn't even go to, like, the site that actually has this information. I went <laughs> to our forums where Corwin posted the information from that other site. Excellent. So, that's, yeah, that's the amount of research that I did for this episode. Well, that's all right. Uh, you know, it's been a little while since the con, so I've got uh, Newsarama's uh, rundown of it on as well, so... Between Corwin's notes and Newsarama's, we should be all set. You probably, you probably have uh, a better synopsis than me. Okay. <laughs> but uh, let's see. Something's going to happen with Green Lantern villain Evil Star, John said in response to a fan question. Yeah. Um, and honestly, that was about all that he said on the matter. So 
they were very, very cagey about giving any sort of like specifics other than like a one line, this is what's coming up. Mm. So, um, yeah, I mean, they've been teasing Evil Star for a while now. I'm really curious to see what is going to be his deal. Yeah, that's that's got to be like really, really big because like you said, yeah, he he came up back in, I don't know, what was it, number six, number seven with the uh, black, black hat, black, yeah, black hand. Right. Well, in in you know, like issue six or seven of of the regular Green Lantern series. Right. Well, if I recall correctly, I mean, really, that that was when you first saw uh, the Gremlins. Right. And it wasn't till later on, like I think even farther down in the series, it was like only a couple panels where they revealed that it was in fact the Starlings that Evil Star was involved, and that he had anything to do with Black Hand. Right. Other than uh, other than that. We've only gotten a few other references, like um, the Blue Lantern, Cersei, makes reference to Evil Star. Really curious to see uh, what's, uh, what's coming with him. Okay, so there's a Green Lantern Flash crossover on the horizon. Yep. Well, and I think we just saw that uh, at the end of the most recent issue, at least the very beginning of it. Well, the very, the very beginning of the crossover. Oh, I see, I see. Yeah, you, you meant the current Green Lantern issue. Yes. Oh, did it? Um, did it sound like something other than that? Well, no, because like I, I didn't remember that happening in Flash. <laughs> right. I, th- I think that's what they're talking about. Is that uh, at the end of the most recent issue of Green Lantern, you've got uh, Barry Allen showing up, wondering uh, what the hell Hal's doing, hanging out with Larflees. Right. Next up, uh, and th- this is a biggie. Another of the core, like a different core, will get its own series. Yeah, what is that about? And the first issue is already written. Yeah, that was pretty great. Like he sort of slipped that one out there. The way he described it, he kind of said that he mentioned that uh, that they're going to be adding another another book that'll highlight another core, and then he just kind of slipped in. And the first I, the first issue may already be written. <laughs> oh God! So I, I really have no idea. What do you who who do you think it could be? Uh, well, you know, like if you give. A, a book like that, you know, if, if you give any book to, and this he's saying its own series, so he's not even saying like a mini series, you know, like I could see like Rage, Fear, or Greed getting like a mini series, right? Because they're, you know, um, not so much that they're villains, but they do play more on the, you know, the villainy side of things, right? But they're also also very strong characters I and mean, in Sinestro, uh, Larflees, and Atrocitus, characters that have like from what we've seen very rich backstories and maybe could carry a book on their own. Yeah, I mean it's it's possible. I mean, grant that I would buy you know any of those series, but I don't know. Like I I don't think we're getting anything on Indigo. Right, because that's sort of like their whole deal is that they're mysterious. So why why tell us anymore? Right. Right. <laughs> I don't know. I think like with uh, if you give the Blue Lanterns uh, a book, you know, mm-hmm. it could be like the the search for more Blue Lanterns, right? Um, and, and I'll tell you what, that was something from the panel itself. There are definitely a lot of Blue Lantern fans out there. I don't know what it is about the core. I don't know if it's just because they've got like really cool designs. Um, I mean, you know, uh, Saint Walker is a great character and everything. Uh, we're going to see a little more of Warth and uh, Emerald Warriors right now, but 
it seems like I remember like there are a lot of people like during the Q and A were coming up and be like, Oh, Hey, by the way, I love blue lanterns and people would like cheer for blue lanterns and stuff like that. So, so I guess they're probably perhaps the strongest contender. Although uh, there is violet that we haven't mentioned. Yeah. The other one would be violet. And I mean, again, like I would definitely read a violet series. Mm -hmm. You do have some very good characters. You have Miri, right? You have Carol who, now she's taking over for the Star Sapphires. Mm-hmm. So, you know, like, ha- like that would be like Hal Jordan taking over the Green Lantern Corps. Right. So, I mean, like, that all of a sudden is going to create, like, a, a brand new dynamic. That would definitely be something interesting to, you know, to, to read. Yeah, and they've got a really interesting power set, too. So, and you have, you apparently have, like, the Predator just hanging out on Xamron right now. So, yeah. And that that issue where they, uh, you know, where you've got the predator running around Vegas, like it just, you know, raised even more questions about like, what is the deal with the predator and why? (laughs) I really hope they're very soon we'll get into why the love entity is called the predator. (laughs) Yeah, and then I mean, on top of that, the only other possibilities are white or black. True. Now, I mean, white you kind of have brightest day. Mm -hmm. So to have like another series. You know, it's, I mean, unless he's referring to, okay, well, this is going to be another core is going to get its own series after Brightest Day is over. Right. I mean, I can understand giving a White Lantern a book then. Sure. But, I mean, until then, then that makes the only contender like Black Lanterns. Yeah. And I don't know. I guess we'll see. Deathstorm gets his own book. <laughs> Pass. <laughs> yeah, indeed. Indeed. So, yeah, we'll see. And yeah, I would say Black Lantern is probably less likely just given the fact that, you know, Blackest Night, there was such a focus on them. Yeah, so I guess it yeah, really could go just about any way, but it definitely seems like the uh, the positive or light side, I guess, of the of the spectrum would seem to be more likely for like an ongoing series. Yeah. Whatever it is, I'll pick it up. Yep. Same here. <laughs> yeah. Next up... Uh... This one's fairly vague. There are plans for Earth-based members of the other cores. Yeah, yeah. Didn't um, like I said, all, all all these rundowns are pretty much exactly what they said, and just sort of like left it, like dropped them immediately. I'll be interesting to see what uh, what that means. Um, oh, for a second, I thought he was referring to like how Larflees and Atrocitus are on Earth right now. Right, but. That probably he's probably referring to the fact that there will be members of Earth, there will be people of Earth getting rings and being inducted to these cores. Yeah, I th- I want to say it was in response to a question uh, that somebody asked about, like if they were going to see more uh, Earth-based characters or more more humans becoming members of the other cores. Um, I do think that is what what he was indicating. Okay, because uh, clearly we've seen yeah, there's plans for for the for the known uh, new, so-called new guardians uh, on Earth, because they're pretty much all there right now. Right. <laughs> um, but um, yeah, that's what that's what I took it as. Um, uh, you know, I can't get enough uh, uh, Scarecrow as a uh, Sinestro. I thought that was such a great selection, and the way they you know they had teased it previously in the series. And yeah. Did you pick up the? Uh, I know you guys haven't talked about the podcast yet, but the. Uh, 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 Untold Tales of Blackest Night. Oh yeah, I I have it. I have mm-hmm. not gotten a chance to read it yet, but yeah, I definitely have that. It's got a uh, 
um, expanded version of the, the way it's set up. It's actually like cut scenes or like they actually drew out things that they had to make shorter in the actual series uh-huh. in art. So they actually have a longer sequence of how uh, Scarecrow becomes or is chosen by Yellow Ring. And uh, it's very cool. <laughs> nice. So uh, Next up. There will be changes within the Star Sapphires now that Carol Ferris is queen. Yeah. John said in response to a question about such changes, the fan has suggested more practical outfits. There were actually a couple Star Sapphires and tenants in the audience. Uh, one was in a very like traditional Silver Age costume, and one was in a more modern costume. So Jeff Johns kind of took the opportunity to have him stand up and... Sort of like you know, show off their costumes that were that were pretty cool, very accurate, and said it's like it's like doesn't that look practical to you? <laughs> and uh, um, and he so he just kind of laughed off the question, but said yeah, there was definitely uh, potential for uh, for changes. So yeah, it'd be really interesting to see. Yeah, it'd be it would be kind of cool if they kind of switched to having like more, I guess, traditional Lantern Corps style costumes, like with uh, you know black highlights and stuff like that. I'd, I'd be for it. Yeah, I mean like. I like the current costumes, mm-hmm. but it'll be interesting to see if they change them up. Yeah. Um, and also maybe, you know, one thing people talk about is why, you know, uh, maybe why, like, why haven't there been male members before? Like, I don't think the current series has really fully addressed why. Or actually, no, I think they did. And they something like uh, females were like more and in, more in tune with the violet light or something like that. Maybe like a like a little one line thing. I'm not sure. But because uh, I also wonder, you know, because they actually have um, I'm blanking on his name now, but the guy that was inhabited by the Predator uh, in the in the recent issues of of Green Lantern, mm-hmm. like he's still around, just kind of hanging out on Zamoran. <laughs> so I don't know if he's going to be like a supporting character now or what, but <laughs> maybe maybe they'll uh, maybe he'll be a supporting character in a new star Star Sapphire series. Boom. There you go. <laughs> Okay, so next up, uh, John said there would be a huge fight between Hal and Kyle following the conclusion of Brightest Day. Ah, uh, yes. I'm glad that you brought this up because that has been widely uh, misinterpreted. It was not Hal and Kyle. It's Hal and Guy. Okay. That makes Wait. a lot more sense. Yes, it does make a lot more sense. You know, and it's, I think it's all, it all comes from, like, what's going on in Emerald Warriors and everything else that Guy's been talking about, that, you know, whatever is going to happen is going to put a rift between him and, and Hal Jordan. And uh, so, but yeah, so, and they said that it's going to be a massive fight. Like, so I think so the first issue following, so they said it was after Brightest Day, right? Uh, yes. Yeah, I think so, like, that first issue is going to be, like, a, I guess, apparently just a massive knockdown drag out fight between Hal and Guy, which very curious to see how that goes. Mm. When he said that somebody in the audience yelled out, One punch <laughs> But uh I have a feeling it's gonna be uh more than one. <laughs> Probably. Yeah. I'm really really curious to see where that goes. A fan asked about when the war of colors might be coming and uh the War of Green Lanterns is coming. We'll see that first, John said. Yeah, yeah. And I think that's kind of referring to, I think a lot of people kind of felt cheated by the War of Light because you know, you see that big splash page in Green Lantern 25 and you're like, holy cow, there's going to be this massive battle, like seven cores all fighting at once. And that never actually happened, really. <laughs> no. So there's sort of this feeling like, because you had like, 
blue fighting orange and yellow fighting red and Larfleet's kind of running around doing whatever and 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 um and uh you never saw this actual like war of life they talked about so i know there's sort of been this pervasive fan theory like oh the war of light hasn't actually happened yet but i think those people are wrong (laughs) yeah um you know, I think they maybe they started going along that way and, you know, just kind of one of those things as they're writing the story. They're like, oh, we don't really have time for the War of Light anymore. We got to get Blackest Night going. But yeah, so it's the War of Green Lanterns. And I think that's all whatever brightest day and like these current storylines, Emerald Warriors, whatever it's all building to. You know, the prophecies that Atrocitus talked about, about Hal Jordan becoming a renegade again and all this stuff. Like, yeah, it seems like it's all building towards some like just massive internal strife for the Green Lantern Corps. Hmm. uh, Should be really cool. And especially seeing, because it's worth noting, yeah, if it's going to be Hal versus Guy, what side does Kyle end up on? What side does John end up on? Oh. That's interesting. Yeah. I mean, you would think, you know, John's supposed to be Hal's partner now, and, and it's been established that, like, Kyle and Guy are pretty close, but, you know, there's still a lot, the story has apparently got a long way to go, and... I guess we'll just have to see where 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 it places them. Right, and then the the last the last thing that I have here is uh, Green Lantern Emerald Knights will be another animated feature coming in June. Uh, you're going to see a ton of Green Lanterns in that one. Oh yeah, yeah, Bruce Tim. Uh, they, they didn't really touch on it at the Emerald Empire panel, but uh, afterwards I read up on. It, I think Bruce Tim had mentioned it, and uh, yeah, so Emerald Knights. Um, Sounds really cool. Um, when when I first heard Emerald Knights, I of course thought of the actual the actual storyline with uh, time traveling young Hal Jordan and Kyle teaming up and all that. But uh, I guess they just liked the name because it sounded cool. Yeah. But it's gonna be more like a Tales of the Green Lantern Corps kind of deal. So it's gonna be like sort of like how they did the uh, actually they called it Gotham Knights, right? The uh, the direct DVD Batman yes. um, stories that came out around the time of Dark Knight. Yes. I think um, you know the idea is it's going to highlight various different Green Lanterns other than Hal Jordan, although I'm sure he'll be appearing in it. Yeah. And the one storyline that he absolutely confirmed will be in it is uh, Mogo doesn't socialize. That's awesome. <laughs> so huh. that's uh, that should be really cool to see um, in an animated form. Yeah, got to spread the word on Mogo. <laughs> so. Uh, now, really looking forward to that. I'm guessing that if they're doing Mogo doesn't socialize, the chances of seeing the animated F sharp bell have decreased sharply. Yeah. Okay, now let's switch topics really quick. Artist Alley, how was that for you? Uh, yeah. So, let's see. Uh, actually, there was they had all the uh, Green Lantern artists in a row, uh, pretty much, which was pretty cool. So they had um, Joe Prado, who... He, you know, designed most of the Black Lantern. So, like, he had a sketchbook printed up that was, like, all, pretty much all of his Black Lantern designs all in one one volume, which is pretty cool. Um, and, and a lot bigger forms, because, like, they reprinted some of them in, like, other books, like um, the uh, the Director's Cut or Secret Files or whatever they had done. He was a pretty cool, pretty cool guy. I talked to him a little bit about uh, the uh, Black Lantern design process. Well, and, of course, uh, everybody's favorite, uh, Ivan Rice as he was introduced at the panel. So I can only assume that is the official pronunciation. 
So I know it's been a topic of uh, much discussion on this podcast over the years. So, but yeah, so, uh, so he was there and, and it was actually really cool. I picked up his sketchbook and um, he put a real quick uh, Hal Jordan head sketch in the front of it. I didn't even ask for it. He's like, all right, this is happening. Sweet. <laughs> and let's see, there's Joe Prado and Ivan Rice. Oh, and uh, of course, uh, Shane Davis was there. He, uh, he was definitely promoting uh, Superman Earth One uh, pretty heavily. But uh, when I went to him, I talked to him a lot about uh, Rage of the Red Lanterns because, uh, you know, he'd done the one issue, the one issue special, and then never did another issue of it, which just got a little disappointing because his art in that was just great. And, uh, of course, I chatted him up about uh, Dexter, his runaway character that was created by accident. <laughs> He did mention that, of course, they did that backup story that was kind of getting into the origin of Dexter, the evil Red Lantern cat, or Rage Kitty. And he did say that drawing kittens for that many pages was very challenging for him as an artist, and that he's not sure he could really do that again. Which uh, is interesting, because the at, at the uh, Emerald Empire panel, people were, of course, asking about Dexter, and uh, you know there is going to be a Larflee's Christmas special, and... Johns did say that it will be followed by a Dexter Valentine's Day special. He did not attach a name of an artist, and when I mentioned it to Shane Davis, he said, uh, "Did he mention my name?" <laughs> uh, so, so I don't know. I don't know how Shane Davis feels about drawing more kittens, but uh, there is apparently more to follow on uh, on Dexter. I, I, you gotta wonder how Shane Davis feels about this uh, this character that was created totally on accident that somehow become like this huge breakout runaway like fan favorite character. Like I said, he's there trying to promote this you know big high profile Superman Earth One, and everyone wants to talk to him about the Rage Kitty. So it seemed like the longer I talked to him about Dexter, the uh, the uh, uh, less enthused about it he got. So. I don't know if as a creator he's got you know he's got some creator's remorse going on there or not, but you know they're getting he's getting his own action figure now, right? So it's got to count for something. But uh, but it was a really good time talking to him, and uh, he uh, you know really talking about uh, art and like uh, his uh, his experience drawn on the book and everything. It was just it was one of those things where like schedules didn't work out because they want because he had to go do another book and they wanted. Ivan Rice to come back and do the rest of the storyline and it just didn't work out. So hopefully we'll see more from him in the future. I talked to, there's a, an animator or animation designer named Steven Silver, not very Green Lantern related, but um, folks might know him. He did a lot of the animation designs for um, the old uh, Kim Possible cartoon that was uh, on the Disney channel. Yeah. And um, he had, he had a really cool sketch of uh, like, it was a print, I guess, but of, um, uh, Christopher Reeve as Superman. It was really cool because it's a very like stylized, you know, animation uh, simplified animation style, but it was still like very clearly not just any Superman, but Christopher Reeve as Superman, which was uh, a really neat touch. I talked to uh, Phil Hester. He was uh, um, he was the artist on uh, Green Arrow when it was first uh, relaunched under Kevin Smith and was on it for some time. He was uh, at Image promoting uh, Fire Breather his uh, creator-owned comic that uh, is actually going to be an animated movie on Cartoon Network. Yeah, uh, I think it's... They actually, at the con, I think on Sunday morning, they aired the uh, the movie. I, it was, like, first like first 
thing of the day, like 1030 in the morning. So I didn't get to catch the movie, but uh, probably it's going to be on Cartoon Network, I think, in November. But uh, he, he was there, like I said, promoting that, but he had a whole bunch of his uh, work for sale, and he still had some, uh, some art from, uh, from his run on Green Arrow, like the first couple of issues. So he had really good shots of uh, Ollie's Green Arrow, and I think a couple of, uh, of Kyle as uh, uh, Green Lantern when he still had his, uh, his old costume, which made me realize how long ago that series really was. But... Uh, no, no, I always really liked his art style, but I didn't was, didn't pick up anything from him. He wasn't really doing sketches or anything. And uh, besides, like, the big name guys, there were also some, you know, smaller press people there. Um, so an artist named uh, John Broglia, um, and uh, he had some really cool uh, Green Lantern prints. He has uh, his art style, so it's kind of like a Darwin Cook, very, like, kind of old school, sort of squared off, um, you know, Jack Kirby inspired kind of stuff. He had a, a really cool print of uh, just, you know, Hal Jordan, Green Lantern flying through space. And um, you could get a really just simple black and white print of it for about five bucks. So I was like, hey, I've got five bucks. <laughs> <laughs> so Green Lantern print for five bucks. I was sold. So it's a good little souvenir of that. So you guys definitely look him up. Uh, yeah, it's John Broglia, B-R-O-G-L-I-A. So, And uh, those are all the artists that really stood out to me. I did see, I know, uh, I think I've heard you mention uh, Katie Cook. Oh yeah, watercolors. Yeah, she was she was she was busy like the whole con. I and I was actually I wanted to get back to her table by the end just to try and pick up one of like her pre-done sketch cards or whatever, but uh, timing didn't work out. I didn't make it. So next time, I guess. Uh, yeah, she's awesome. Yeah. Um, what you call it? Okay, so I the, my my little stories about uh the, the, some of the artists that you got to meet. Uh, I forgot to mention on the other um, con episode, but uh, let's see. Ivan Rice, I got to meet and I uh, got a signature on Friday night. Mm-hmm. That was quick, but uh, that was cool. Uh, I, I, funny thing about Ivan Rice, uh, Ivan Rice's mom was at the Emerald Empire panel. So he kept like getting up at weird times to go and stand by people so his mom could take pictures. <laughs> That's weird. Yeah, it was pretty funny. He's like, excuse me, my mom is here. <laughs> I got, well, actually, I was online to meet Shane Davis at the DC booth. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was there for, I want to say 40 minutes, 45 minutes. Mm-hmm. He never showed up. Holy crap. So, like, he was he was going to be at the, the DC booth, like, doing, like, you know, free quick sketches. He just didn't show up for it. Did, wow. Didn't call, nothing. That was, that was kind of kind of lousy yeah you know what i i noticed that because i went over to the um idw booth i was looking for um a friend of mine's a big fan of a uh, tank girl right and uh there was an artist that uh was supposed to be there and he never showed so i guess like artists didn't like to go to the uh to the publisher booth they just wanted to stay at their tables i guess yeah make more money but, uh, and uh with joe prado like mm-hmm. now i completely forgot about Joe Prado. Yeah. <laughs> like, until, like, the very last day, like, and I'm walking around, and I see this guy who's got all these, like, you know, Black Lantern designs and stuff like that. I'm like, Joe Prado. Like, that name sounds familiar, but I, I don't know. I go over, and it's like, oh, hi, you're, you're Joe Prado. He's like, yeah. I'm like, what, did, uh, what is this? He's like, I designed all the Black Lantern costumes. I'm like, oh, 
you designed all the Black Lantern costumes. Like, yeah. He's like, I have the, the originals for sale. And he was selling, like, the smaller ones for $50 and the large right. ones for 100 Yeah. And, you know, I mean, like, this was Sunday. So, like, if I had gotten there, like, on Friday and was just wandering around, I would have, like, I absolutely would have bought something. Mm-hmm. But as it was, it's like, now it's Sunday. I spent most of my money. Right. Um, but uh, he's showing me, like, you know, his, uh, his sketchbook that you, you were able to pick up. Mm-hmm. And he's like, you know, go flipping through. And I'm like, so you you designed all of them? He's like, yeah. I'm like, so that means you also designed design the Black Lantern Batman. Because, yeah. like, you know, it, past episodes... I know Dan has mentioned as far as, you know, it not being very, uh, <laughs> <laughs> not being very impressive as far as what sure. could have been done. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, he's like, yes, he's like, yes, actually, he's like, I created the Black Lantern Batman costume. He's like, and I, I showed it to, uh, I showed it to everybody. And Jeff Johns was like, I have to have that one. It's like I want that one, you know that that's the costume we want to go with, and I want that original. Right. So Joe Prado, you know, he's like, oh, of course, of course, here you go. And then he went and he created a second version of the costume, mm-hmm. which you can see if you have the the sketchbook. I sure do. I got it right here. And like, correct me if I'm wrong, but I I would say that that's like a pretty impressive costume, right? Yeah, yeah, with how instead of having it just being the black hand inside the bat, like the 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 five rays, like they go up onto the cowl and there's like um, a chin piece, like it's it's there's a lot more black hand or black lantern touches to it. Right. Yeah, it, it, it is. It's a good design. I like it. And he showed that to DC and they're like, Joe, don't show that to anybody. Put that <laughs> away. <laughs> it's like we're going to use the other one. We can't switch. Yeah. So, and he's like, what? What am I not going to show anybody? He's like, ah, I'll put it in the book. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, like you said, he was he was very cool. And I wish that I had gotten to him before I had spent so much of my money. Yeah. It's really interesting, like, uh, his, his whole deal. Because, like, so far, I can't think of, like, an entire book that he's penciled. Like, I know that he's, he's designed a bunch of these Black Lanterns. And... I think he said, like, he's done finishing work for Ivan Rice. Like, he's helped him out. Like, I guess, like, done, like, fill in, like, big scenes and stuff like that. Right. But, like, I, he, as far as I know, like, he hasn't done just, like, primary penciling duties on any of these books. Mm. Which is weird because his art is great. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Were – oh, did you uh, did you get a chance to go buy the, the DC Direct display cases? Oh, yeah. The, with, all, with all the upcoming figures? Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Beautiful. The the ones that I saw that I, I had not seen until this con were uh, the new uh, Brightest Day figures, Jade, uh, it, yeah, a Jade figure, a Aqualad figure, mm-hmm. a White Lantern Batman, yep. and a White Lantern Flash, I want to say? Uh, yeah. Uh, well, Reverse Flash, I think. Is it? Uh, you know what? I'd have to look at a picture because I think the only way you could tell would be what direction is the lightning bolt going. Because <laughs> if he's all white, there's no way to tell. Yeah, yeah. I think I know what the repaint's going to be. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that that uh, that White Lantern Batman was actually really cool. Yes. 
And notable, considering we haven't seen a White Lantern Batman anywhere yet. Well, previews. We've seen it in previews. Right, right. Yeah, like, I, I actually uh, just picked up the Sinestro Core Batman figure. Oh, very nice. From the DC Classics line? Yes, yes. Um, and, I mean, it kind of bugs me a little because it's not comic accurate. Right. But Mattel is kind of hinting that it may be comic accurate down the line. Ooh. So I don't know the accuracy of that, but it makes me hopeful. Yeah, well, you know, and I was thinking about that because uh, I've been going through and, and picking up the trades. Cause, like, I have all the single issues, but I like having the trades to, you know, like pass out to friends or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I was going back and rereading the issue where you, where uh, Batman first you know, gets uh, – I guess temporarily possessed, I guess, by a yellow ring, mm-hmm. and has the 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 more traditional version, the blue uh, costume with, and um, and yeah, it looks great. Like I that like that that design and that palette looked awesome. Mm-hmm. And I guess the whole question now is sort of like clearly like behind the scenes they hadn't settled on like the final Sinestro Core costume. Right. So I almost feel like at the time, they kind of thought everybody was going to be running around in blue and black costumes with yellow rings. So you almost got to wonder, like, retroactively, are we just supposed to pretend that that didn't happen and that he was wearing a regular Sinestro Corps costume? <laughs> yeah, I don't know, because um, Arkillo also had that costume. Right. Well, that's what I'm saying, but that was around the same time. Right, yeah. So it's probably one of those things that Either we'll never know, or someone will have to remember to ask at the next con. <laughs> oh yeah, that's that's a good point. Um, yeah, but. I actually, um, yeah, I. Um, it's funny because I actually stood in line to ask a question of Jeff Johns uh, during the Emerald Empire panel, yeah. and my question was going to be: Are we going to get to find out any more about Sinestro's backstory and like the current continuity? So of course, I got, I got two spots in front of me asked that very same question. So. And that's what he talked about, uh, uh, Secret Order 2, being in the planning stages. So I'm standing there, and I'm like, damn it, he just asked my question. So I had to think of one on my feet, and uh, just uh, the one that I thought to ask at the time was uh, from Rage of the Red Lantern, you know, when uh, Sinestro is on death row on Oa, you know, Hal goes to ask him a question, and we never found out what that question was, you know? Yeah. And which is sort of hilarious, considering if you think about it, over the la- over the time since then, how much time Hal and Sinestro have been around each other? Yeah. And Hal could have asked that question at literally any time, and he's just sort of, they've just sort of forgotten about it. And I was like, you know, they have to have some plans for it. So my brilliant question to ask... Uh, Jeff Johns was, is Hal ever going to remember to ask Sinestro that question he was going to ask him in Rage of the Red Lanterns? So Jeff Johns just leans to the microphone and goes, yes. And that was, that was the worst <laughs> answer. So I was like, great, thanks. <laughs> oh, that sucks. Yeah. Well, hey, I got my answer. That's, that's all I really care about. If, if he remembers to ask that question, because I want to know what he was going to ask him. <laughs> Been like two years, man. Oh, boy. Yeah. But anyways, Sinestro Core Batman. Yes, very cool. What I was thinking was, like, I have the Green Lantern Batman. Sure. And now I have Sinestro Core Batman. Uh-huh. 
and when White Lantern Batman comes out, there's a there's a pretty decent chance that I'll get that. Mm-hmm. But I had no interest in getting the Black Lantern Batman. And it wasn't yeah. because of the design. Mm-hmm. It was because that wasn't Batman. Right. So, I don't know. Hopefully this White Lantern Batman actually is Batman because that is a cool-looking figure. Yeah, I know. It's very cool. Uh, this is a new sculpt, right? I think so. Because I, I know it's I, – I remember it had, like, the, the three-dimensional kind of raised uh, White Lantern symbol on the chest, so – I definitely didn't recognize it from any other lines. Um, I, I don't. I don't collect figures as much as it uh, seems like you do. So, but if you don't recognize it, I guess it must be new then. Uh, I think it's it's probably based off of the uh, the Finch artwork. Yeah, yeah, right on. Okay, so uh, definitely run out of time here, but sure. Were there any other uh, things from you know other parts of the con that stuck out in your mind that you wanted to just uh, shout out? Uh, well, were you guys going to talk about the animated series at all? Not yet. <laughs> we'll wait. Fair enough. Well, I mean, you can find some stuff online. They didn't really talk about a whole lot. Yeah. It's still very, very early. But if you go on YouTube, um, a couple people filmed, they showed some test footage of uh, Hal and Kilowog fighting Manhunters. So, looks pretty sweet. That's cool. Um, but, yeah, I guess there's not a whole lot to report. Um I, uh, I missed the animated series panel because the line was too long. Pretty crazy. I guess somebody said, you know, because you had all the Green Lantern fans and all the animation fans just trying to cram into this tiny little panel room and uh, filled up super quick. But it put me in a great spot in line to see the Young Justice panel. And um, I don't know if you've heard, have you heard much about the Young Justice cartoon. Uh, yeah, I saw some, some uh, preview pictures of that. Yeah, so... Um, it's uh, you know it's supposed to be its own kind of own kind of take on DC continuity. Like the team is Young Justice, but it's got like guys that were part of the Teen Titans, so it's just sort of like their own take on it. But it's a lot more serious in tone than like the old Teen Titans series from a couple years back. <laughs> uh, yeah, like it definitely a lot more like action oriented. Um, but uh, it's worth noting that the Justice League will appear uh, somewhat frequently, I guess. On, on the series, and in Young Justice, both Jon Stewart and Hal Jordan will appear as uh, Green Lanterns. Oh, boy. Yeah, and both members of the Justice League. So, um, so it should be, should be cool to see. No, no word on how, how involved they'll be or if they'll even speak. Who knows? But uh, just something for you know, Green Lantern animation fans to keep their eyes open for. Like, don't write off Young Justice just because uh, Green Lantern doesn't appear to be in it. At first, anyway. Okay, that's that's actually that's good news for me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, they showed so they showed a preview, uh, some preview footage, and uh, it looks like it's gonna be a really cool sh- cool show. Uh, you know, they've got the new Aqualad in it, and uh, Green Arrow will appear, and um, should be a really cool series. I think that starts in November as well, so um, should be a really cool to check out. Awesome. Yep. Okay. I think that's going to do it for us uh, for this episode. Mm-hmm. Let's see. Uh, really quick, uh, if you want to email us, we have lanterncast at gmail.com, or you can ind- email us individually at Jim, Dan, Jason, James, or Chad at lanterncast.com. Lanterncast.com is the website. You have all of our episodes on there. You have links to our forum, links to our Facebook, a uh, bunch of other cool stuff too. You can also find us on iTunes. 
We have a voicemail number, 206-337-1579. I think this is the fastest I've ever run through the ending. I'm very impressed. <laughs> it's almost like I practiced, but I didn't. Zach, thank you very much for coming on. It was a pleasure being here. Uh, do you have anything that you'd like to promote or anything like that? Oh, holy cow. Uh, no, not at all. This is my first podcast appearance, so um, so for all you collectors out there, keep that in mind. Um, <laughs> I'd love to come back again sometime, but I got nothing else uh, nothing else to really advertise. So I'll, uh, so I'll, uh, I'll, I'll try and get back on the forums, post around. Uh, you'll see me on there as a deep blue Z. Awesome. A little pun. <laughs> I got it. <laughs> okay, Zach, thank you very much for coming on. Yep. And uh, we'll talk to you. All right. Thanks a lot, Jim. Good night. Yep. Good night.